The following resources presented by the Counseling and Conference Services of IOM America. Welcome to Z-Pod. An Outreach Ministry of Identity Matters podcast. Z-Pod is focused on addressing the worldview issues relating to the millennial generation and their children, Generation Z. Our new podcast series reveals the importance of the indwelt believer knowing and understanding who they are in Christ. Thank you for joining us today and welcome to Z-Pod with Dr. Stephen Finney. This is part B. This whole game changer, this passage, is a perfect setup for Gen Z to adopt the modality of all paths lead to one God, which is a pluralistic society. Just to give you a little cheat sheet on the word society, we're going to be breaking this down significantly. There is a Latin word in there which is where we get social. Society is the social bent of its people. It is the social bent of the culture. Now to have the leading tool of the enemy today being social networking should not be a shock to you. The way you change an entire generation is you go through the social while you get the doctrines consistently changing through generational ethics or lack of them. Here's the six forces that define Gen Z. As a researcher and biblical worldview teacher, I'm going to be exploring six forces that define the parameters of Gen Z, which are technology, worldview, identity, parents, security, and of course, last but not least, is diversity. A new one that has been added to the list over the past few years. I'm also going to be integrating our ministry's six points of identity into this research. And those six points are spirituality, view of God, leadershipology, view of authority, sociology, view of society, physiology, view of the body, psychology, view of self, and friendology, view of social networking. But before I show you that diagram, I want to show you some statistics. Gen Z, six forces of formation. The first one being technology. 
Listener, listen very carefully. Please try to prove me wrong on this. Number one is technology. 57% of screen usage for Gen Z. I don't know if you know how long eight hours a day is looking at a screen. Now, our generation, the, the trailers of ex-boomers, our standard screen usage can peak out at two hours on a boring day. That's texting, little social networking, sending a picture. Then there's a conservative group within that category that feel shameful if they push it for over an hour. They would say, I've been on my phone too long today. I'm just trying to give you a perspective here. And now 57% of the Gen Zers are hitting the eight-hour mark on certain days. Trending happens in waves. I've learned these waves. I'm learning to take advantage of them. But trending happens in waves. So there's certain days that Zers are getting very few responses from their celebrities and from their friends and from their whoever it is that they are connected to because there's no trending going on with it. But if there's a hot topic coming in, there's a lot of trending going on with that topic, they want to jump in on it. And that's when multiplicity happens exponentially on the internet. Do you know that we have the ability to shut the internet down because of too much traffic? And so the constant technology of squeezing larger amount of capacity in a smaller amount of space becomes their obsession. They will achieve it. They will find the solution. Second is worldview. The reason why I have a flashing red arrow there is because 4% of the Gen Zers, 4%, believe in the traditional values of Christendom and the Holy Word, meaning their grandma and grandpa's church and the Bible that is preached each week. 4%. Now, the enemy's looking at that 4%, which some are probably sitting here with us tonight. And he's thinking, oh, no, no, no. We need to get that down to 0.02. That's what he does. You think that he cares about the numbers. He only cares about one thing. This kingdom he's building. There's certain things that have to happen before you can get that done. You're looking at it. The third one is identity. 33% have this view that gender is according to how you feel. 
Now you say, well, 33%, that's not a big number. But I'll tell you what, when two friends are sitting together on the couch, and one of them is gender neutral, and the other one is still hanging on to some old-fashioned values, in other words, how you're born is who you are. And all it takes is one hand on the leg, or a kiss on the neck, or whatever from this gender 33% one, and it's over. Because one thing we do know about Gen Z is they will not sacrifice relationships under doctrinal pressure. That's it. So this 33% is going to get out of control. And the church needs to be prepared. 18% say family is a part of their identity. In other words, they look to their father and mother and see significantly that they are connected in the identity issues. They haven't detached. This is the group we need to go after. That 18%. We need to reach them so that they're the ones that are touching their friends with spiritual truth. Their people, their friends, their peers are the ones we're going to have to use to get rid of some of these statistics. 43% base their success for the future on money. Now, their parents were almost off the chart. A lot of people are unaware of this little piece of fact. But there is a super high rate of millennials that have a 100,000 saved. They're very money-oriented because the generation before them, which is our generation, we were not taught how to handle money. And we lost control. Start buying houses we couldn't afford, blah, blah, blah. You know the story. With Gen Z, they're kind of slipping back into my generation's view of money. Debt, debt, debt. 39% under diversity, 39% befriend religious diversity. Now you're looking at 39% here and all these statistics you got to realize something that Gen Z is age 0 to 19 years of age. How do you survey a 2 year old? You do it by watching them in their play. How often do they have a device in their hands? How often do the parents use the device to put them asleep? How often does the parents use the device to whatever? That's how they gather statistics on the young. Whereas the older ones, they ask them questions and they get answers that could and probably will go into statistics. Now here is the formation of personal identity. This chart can be found by clicking on the PDF. The first one we have is spirituality and that is view of God or a savior. As I just said to you, 4% of the Gen Zers view this as healthy. 
The next one under leadershipology, the view of leadership, 83% view as unnecessary. 83% are saying, I don't need a leader. I don't need a pastor. I don't need a spiritual authority telling me what to do. There are some of you listening right now that are shaking your heads going, you've got to be kidding me. And you're one of them. You can't be discipled. You can't be told what to do. So you can nod your head to these statistics or act a little shocked or whatever, but you're in it. That's what I wanted you to see with the hippie movement. We're in the flow of that generational ethics. Some of your most sweet, loyal, faithful, dedicated Christians are making these same choices. You're in the 83% unless you're under the guidance and direction and being grown by your leaders. Preach it all day long and you are a fool. Practice it all day long and you're an example. The next one is sociology and that's of course view of society. 96% view this as very important. So we got 4% that believe that the foundational beliefs that come with the society are are saying it's important, yet over here under society, they're saying, hey, that's top of the pile. Well, you can easily see how the enemy can play this game. So under physiology, the view of the body, 91% are saying it is a top priority to them to buff out. Who did this to them? We did. We started the gyms. We started the workout centers. We started the worldwide movement of being obsessed over food to the point where many have gone anorexic or obese or somewhere in between. The entire world has been centered around physiology. You better believe they believe it's important. The focus on the body is the number one thing that will destroy your focus on your identity in Christ. Because when you look in the mirror, you're seeing the pleasure of the you. It's the greatest threat to identity matters. There are people that have obsessed over this to the point point that they have degrees of all sorts and awards and certificates and approval from all forms of the science to actually say, I am Dr. Finney, which is the guy on the internet that gets all the credit for my Google searches. He came up with a world-known diet, spelled exactly like me, Dr. Stephen Finney. There was a gentleman who wouldn't come to our conference a few weeks ago because he thought I was the guy that invented this diet. So his wife came and he stayed home. 
because I was the doctor of diets. But it's true. If you get the person to look into the mirror and be shamed or to say, I gotta do something about that root beer belly or I gotta do something about these wrinkles or I gotta do something about, do you know how much money goes into facial care, skin care and weight care in the world today? Billions of dollars. And there are listeners listening right now who are shaking your head saying, I can't believe I'm hearing this, and you're in it. You're on a diet. You are involved in demonic doctrines. And that's exactly what the Bible says. There are those who only eat vegetables. For I tell you today, for this is of demonic doctrines. Well, what about the constant buffeting of the body as Paul talked about? Could that be a part of this? It is. If physiology is the way to destroy the persons of self-perspective, so when they stand in front of that mirror and put their focus on self instead of on Christ in them, it's over. The game is over. You will obsess until you die. And even those who have found great personal discovery in Christ Jesus, and Jesus has healed them of this demonic mindset, they still are not free. Their bodies will remain a consequence until it kills them. Now there may be a few miracle cases out there. Praise God. But I've been counseling my entire life. I've seen these food people come in and out of victory so many times, their lives have become like a yo-yo. Your body will never let you go once you form it. But that's not what science teaches Science is constantly getting the person to obsess on physiology because it is the gateway to destroy the believer. Jesus, God, through Paul's writing said, for I have evidence of this. I made it evident to you. You know the truth. That's why there's so many of you nodding your heads, but you yourselves are obsessed by physiology. Every one of these six identity markers need to be balanced. Now, can you, anorexics, walk in freedom? Yes, you can. Can you, anorexics, walk in freedom? You think I'm talking about the anorexics that starve their bodies? until their bodies die and drop over. That's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the demonic doctrine people of diets. So it could be to one extreme or it could be to another extreme. The focus on any one of these without the full balance throws the whole ecosystem, so to speak, out of balance.
Psychology, which is view of self, 98% view this as critical. Friendology, view of relational networking, 96% view this as a life goal. No wonder they're obsessed on manicuring their image. So the other thing we have to look at real quick is that faith as an option instead of faith as an inheritance from one generation to another. So the thing we need to remember tonight is it is important to know within, for example, my generation, we observed the church more from being an infrastructure that supported faith in Christ, a singular God, a respecter of all races and their traits, monogamy marriages, the church as a core of society, and who is resistant against other gods. To that, of Gen Z, faith is an option. Pluralistic religious views become the predominant way of thinking. Open source worldview and neutrality of sexuality and marriage. All are in the culture today. This isn't coming. It's here. Here's our identity matter statement for tonight. In the past two generations, we have seen the acceleration of frenetic chaos. Frenetic is a word that is a real word. Frenetic is an awesome word because it means high energy and out of control. That's important to me, and that's why I like using the words, because it's high energy, and it's out of control. So when you have frenetic pluralism, it's moving fast, and it's out of control. So an acceleration of frenetic chaos will dilute itself into a post-truth era, which is the new label for our present culture. What that means is you can say your final goodbyes to the church age, and hello to the new age, which is not really so new, and that is the post-church era. One of my friends at Barna Group, David Kinneman, says this, our surrounding culture has become a digital Babylon. He went on to say when Daniel, Ezekiel, and other Hebrew elites were taken forcibly to Babylon, their view of the world was utterly changed. In order to remain faithful to their calling as a people of God, they had to adjust to a new reality. And that's what I'm challenging us to do tonight, is we need to adjust, not adopt. We need to adjust to a brand new modality. Method of Madness. We want to thank you for joining us tonight. Next week we are going to take on the topic of a lost generation. I want to remind some of our listeners we have some very unique and fun things available on our website. If you go to our website, the guy that does the closing of this show will give you the web address. But... 
If you click on anything under Z, you're going to find some exciting stuff. We have a Z library where we have videos, interviews with some of the key specialists that will give you great information on Gen Z. We've also got a new broadcast show that is hosted on our website called Generational Ethics. It's already up and running. You can make use of it right now. There's all kinds of great identity matters resources on our website. In fact, we have so many resources on our website. Linking you to quality Christ as Life Exchange Life teachings, videos, music, whatever it is that you're hunting for. So go shopping, browse around, it's all free. It isn't about money, it's about getting this message out to the entire world, free. You've been listening to Identity Matters Podcast. We appreciate having you join us today. Feel free to log on to our website at www.iomamerica.org. We have lots of resources available for you on the believer's identity in Christ. Again, thank you for joining us.